Happy Monday, Seattle hockey fans. Welcome to another episode on Locked on Kraken, where we are going to answer a listener question. Do we need to name a captain? Who are some candidates for captain? Then we're going to update you on some signings for the Seattle Kraken that will likely impact the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And then we will close out the show with a new segment that we're going to do for third segments, especially in the next few weeks, buying or selling. I give you a scenario. You tell me if you want to buy, you want to sell. Another way of thinking about it is an over-under. That and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Erica L. Ayala here, your host of Locked on Kraken, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, for making us your daily destination. Now, we are still in the off season, so we're not coming to you five days a week, but in September, you will get a max 15 shows, so every once in a while, we'll have a little bit more than three episodes. This episode is one that, you know, I feel like we're going to address some of these topics, really the main topic a few times. I've already addressed it before, but we had someone reach out on the social media account for Locked on Kraken wanting to get my thoughts on captain. Now, the Seattle Kraken have not had a captain since we traded away Mark Giordano at the trade dead run- deadline of our inaugural season. And that was a move that, of course, was hard. You name a captain and then he doesn't stick around. But it was necessary. In, and, you know, the trade of Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell in that uh, trade to Toronto gave the Seattle Kraken two second round picks in 2022 and 2023. So we already have those picks and a third round pick in 2024. We also retained 50% of Geo's contract in that trade that happened back in March, 2022. Um, you know, not surprising. Mark Giordano was talking to us as media about it, said he and Ron Francis had a pretty open communication about it. It's just one of those things that happens. But we have not had a captain since then. And so I'm going to give you, just once again, my thoughts on who should be captain. If you're an OG or an everydayer, you probably know some of the usual suspects. But I'm going to give some parameters. And I'm not necessarily going to say who should be captain, but I'm just going to make a case for a few things. Now, if you listen to last or last week, the episode where we talked about Justin Schultz and we used Allison Lucan's um, great um, story just about why Justin Schultz is impactful and we broke down some of the numbers, you also probably heard me say, and Allison also put it in the piece, that the Seattle Kraken have been able to maneuver in a way where they're getting veteran experience, but not just veteran experience. And you might notice that I'm bling ringing today. 
they're getting championship experience. And for those not watching on YouTube, I have my fist in the camera. And that's because on my pinky ring is an Isabel Cup champions ring for the Metropolitan Riveters. I was a part of that broadcast team. So I got a championship ring here. Um, and this is what you want. You want experience going the distance. And so the first parameter that I'm going to put on this, and it's not a hard and fast solution, especially for those of you who know how I feel about Jordan Eberle. Um, I'm not saying this is the only way, but we have half a dozen or six players that have one of these. Well, not this exactly. We have no players that have this, just me. It's just me who has this Isabel Cup championship ring, which is now, this is vintage, baby. Uh, one, the Riveters never won a cup again, but also the Isabel Cup, I don't know if it's going to carry over to the PWHL. That's neither here nor there. Six players with championship experience, with a ring. And of those six players, two have two championship rings. And of course, for those who are all about Team Yanni Gord, Yanni is one of those. And so is Justin Schultz. As a matter of fact, both of those players have back-to-back -back championships, which is a whole nother level of elite competition. And talk about going through the grind of a season back-to-back. -back. That's wild. So I like that this parameter is includes Justin Schultz. I talked last week and you should check out that episode. I'll put a little um, ping here and also in the show notes so you can check out the episode that I'm talking about. But I kind of like that this parameter puts Justin Schultz in the mix. It also includes Jaden Schwartz. I already mentioned Yanni Gord, uh, Schwartzy and Vince Dunn won with um, the St. Louis Blues. Schultz with the Penguins, Yanni Gord with Tampa Bay. You've got Andre Burakovsky, who run one with Colorado, and then Philip Grubauer. Now, I'm not going to – I'll be completely honest. I'm not exactly sure how it works in the NHL, but I know at other levels of hockey, there's a little bit of a stigma around putting a goaltender or giving a goaltender the, the captain's C. And a lot of that has to do with the captain – for all intents and purposes, and their main focus on the ice is to get an understanding of what's happening when there is a call made and maybe you want an explanation. And it's a little difficult for a goalie to do that. So I understand that from like a logistical perspective, but I also think that sometimes your goaltender is your leader out there. So, you know, uh, I don't know. Tell me how you feel in the show notes. We have a question of the day that's coming a little later, but question number two of the day, do you like goaltenders as captains? What's your vibe? I'm, like I said, neither here nor there for me. You definitely need alternates. Speaking of alternate captains, that's my second caveat. I think it makes a lot of sense for the Seattle Kraken if they're going to name a captain this year, and I'll let you know how I feel about that shortly, but if they're going to name a captain this year, why not pick from your alternate captain pool? These are already leaders. Presumably not much has changed, at least to give them demerits so that they are no longer captain worthy. 
So that, of course, would include who I have said and gone on the record in the past saying, I want to be the next captain. I want it to be Jordan Eberle. He wears a letter. But so do Vince Dunn, Yanni Gord, Adam Larson, who I like. So we've got two defensemen now who are added into the mix. Schultz in the first category of someone who's got a ring, at least one, he's got two. And then we add Larson, um, because he's been an alternate captain. So that brings me to another hypothetical. Who are some players who don't have the alternate A that maybe should? I think Jared McCann is probably on that list. I think a lot of people expect Maddie Beneers to step up into that role. Um, but if we go in these two categories alone, which, you know, I'm just playing by my own rules that I set, but if if just for the, the this exercise, if I go based off of who has a Stanley Cup and who already has a captain's A, I'm gonna go with Schwartzy. And I've mentioned uh, Jaden Schwartz before. I think Eberly and Schwartz are very, very similar. It's hard to quantify why Ebbs, I give him the edge. And I think it's just overall, my eye test tells me he's been a little bit more consistent. But if you remember last season for the everydayers, the OGers, there was a great article that the Seattle Kraken put up really breaking down how the team reacts and responds to Jaden Schwartz and his leadership and the maybe uh, the things that you don't hear you don't see that don't pop out on the stat sheet that Schwartzy does for this team Dave Haxtell has been very complimentary of him McCann Yanni Gord and again the consistency is just there I mean this guy has fire in his belly for sure and I think that if I'm gonna have to pick from the two parameters that I gave on this we're gonna do this again because we don't have a captain and it is a topic that people ask about a lot um if I'm gonna go off of this I say Jaden Schwartz for captain Yanni Gord, I know a lot of people want it to be Yanni Gord, and I don't have an issue with Yanni Gord being captain. Honestly, it'll be just fine. I'm not going to like boycott the team or anything wild like that. It's just sometimes I think this is what it really is. And I used to be this player, run through a brick wall. And there's a way to be a leader without having some of the responsibilities of a leader. And sometimes, and I don't, I can't speak for if this is the case with Yanni Gord. And as a matter of fact, it probably isn't from what JT Brown says about him, from what the team says about him. But when you play with that much intensity in everything you do, Ron Francis has talked about it. Sometimes it's hard to settle in to what it requires to think beyond yourself because you're so ramped up, you're so fired up, and that fire is exactly what you need for a, real, a push, especially when guys are tired. It's the dog days of the season. Uh, you're on the road, whatever the case is. And so Yanni has that in spades. But there's just a little bit of diplomacy that I think also comes with captain, and that's where I think 
I give Eberly and quite honestly, probably Jaden Schwartz the edge. So there you go. As of right now, today, September 4th, 2023, I say the next captain of the Seattle Kraken should be Jaden Schwartz. Now, will that change? Absolutely. And I'll come up with other parameters and we'll discuss those. But that's what we have today. Who has a Stanley Cup? Who already has an A? And who can be a good diplomat? on the ice. My answer, at least for today, is Jaden Schwartz. Let me know in the comments what you think. But again, we do have a question of the day, and it is going to be a buying or selling. I'll let you know what that is. Um, And then I'm going to introduce you to the newest signing for the Seattle Kraken and put that into perspective, more so what it means for the Firebirds. But again, what I think this means for what will be and what must be the most competitive training camp that the Seattle Kraken have ever had in their short three-year history, at least on the ice. That's coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by AG1. Now, I have talked about AG1 for a while. Since coming on to the Locked On Kraken show and the Locked On Podcast Network, I talk a lot about my daily routine. I'm always experimenting with ways to just get my energy right, to get my mindset right, and also to do something, if I'm being honest, that's pretty quick and simple um, to start off the day on the right foot. And that's where AG1 has been fantastic for me. When they sent us over the package that you'll be eligible for, if you use the promo code and all of the stuff that I tell you about, they send you their, uh, their AG1 powder, a bottle where you can mix AG1 eight ounces of water and it has the measurements on the side. And then you get the travel packs as well. But let's just start with the original powder formula. Again, one scoop, eight ounces of water. They already give you a bottle. So you don't have to worry about measuring it out. You just look on the side of the bottle and you are getting something that has 75 micronutrients, high quality ingredients that will support your energy, your focus, your strength, and your clarity throughout the day. Y'all know me. I'm always traveling. I cover multiple sports up until recently for multiple different various outlets. We're streamlining that with CBS and Locked On now, but making being healthy, a simple part that I can add easily to my daily routine has been fantastic. So If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then try AG1 and you will get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and the five travel packs that I talked about. Love the travel packs. I'm still using the vitamin D. I'm almost out because my year is almost up. Um, But you will get all of that with your first purchase. So go to drinkag1.com backslash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com backslash NHL network to check it out. Thanks again for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine, your daily destination. And I teased this a little bit last week, but we're going to have ways that you can engage with us once we go back to five days a week, even more direct. And I'm really excited about it. So make sure you subscribe and that you stay tuned because there are ways that you'll get to hear even more from me. And you can even ask me questions directly. 
So I'm super excited that we'll have this activation for what I think, again, is going to be the most competitive training camp that we've ever seen. And it's going to be a way for you to help this show, to help me be able to have comprehensive coverage for the preseason, for training camp. And I'm hearing there might be officially a rookie camp. So we'll have more details, all of that to come. But the Seattle Kraken have signed a defenseman. You know I'm excited that we have another defenseman in the uh, pipeline, but it's Mitch Reinke. Now, he has been with the St. Louis Blues organization. That's where he got his his come up. But then also um, with um, Pittsburgh. So Reinke signed a... Um, one-year, two-way contract, so the standard 775 AAV. So he's been with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in the AHL. He, um, of course, that's the affiliate of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And as I mentioned, he, um, you know, came up with the um, with the St. Louis Blues. He actually made his one NHL appearance uh, with the blues. And so uh, this is a player that doesn't have a lot of NHL experience. So we're really looking at what he can do at the AHL level. So let's take a look at some of his numbers. You can see from 2018, 19, he was with San Antonio and then moved over to Utica in the 2020, 2021 season, and then has been with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins the last two seasons. So the most games that he's played in the AHL is actually 2018-19. You can see he played 76 games. The most goals and points overall also came in that 18-19 season. He had 12 goals. 33 assists with San Antonio. You've seen that the numbers really haven't stayed there. 2022 Calder Cup playoffs, he had three assists as a defenseman. Now, I've seen some, you know, just highlights, and it does look like he can have a scoring knack, and his numbers would indicate that as well. So what does this mean for the Seattle Kraken? Well, I think it really means more for the Coachella Valley Firebirds and perhaps Gisas. If there's someone like, mm, I don't know, a Riker Evans who can find his way on the Kraken roster, and we're going to have to talk about the roster construction and breakdown and who we think is really going to slot in once we get a little closer to, to camp um, or when I'm at camp. But um, could this be someone who then, uh, if, if Riker is a player that's kind of, you know, going up and down or does end up on the Kraken roster, does this then give the Coachella Valley Firebirds some more defensive firepower? And we know that the Coachella Valley Firebirds last season were really effective offensively. I do think that they had lapses and kind of um, brain farts almost where they just got so amped up on their offense that little – little tiny details would slip through the cracks. So I don't know, can Mitch be the kind of player that can settle a team like the Coachella Valley Firebirds in a little bit, especially on the defensive end? That's what I'm going to be looking for from this move with, uh, with Mitch. And, you know, I think honestly, it's looking like he's a plug and a, a glue guy more so for the Coachella Valley Firebirds 
than for the Seattle Kraken. But if we have some guys that can hold down the fort on the Firebird side, then again, I think that allows us to be a little bit more bold when it comes to some young talent. And first guy that's on my mind from the defensive side of things is Riker Evans. So we'll have to see how this plays out. But we're going to close out this show. Again, we're going to do, I'm calling it buying or selling. Some of these are also going to be over-unders. So I'll give you a number and you tell me if you think the Seattle Kraken as a team or any individual will perform over that number or under that number. So this week's, we are going to do a buying or selling, which is also an over-under. And it has to do with how many points we think the team can collect through their wins, um, and of course, you know, any, any overtime, uh, results. So let's get into that. I'm going to remind you how many points the Seattle Kraken had last season. And, uh, we'll get into that coming up on locked on Kraken. All right. Thanks as always fans for making locked on Kraken your daily destination. We are almost back to five days a week. And as I keep telling you, stay tuned. If this is your first time listening or watching, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you've been here a, a time or two before, you'll notice I'm I'm re-upping the, the background. So now the Let's Go Kraken prominently featured, that's the inaugural patch. I have not put it on my jersey. So we've got that going here. There's a little more Kraken stuff. The microphone's in the way. Um, I think it's actually over my shoulder. Anyway, the point is I'm sprucing things up a little. But let's get to this over-under. And I told you that we're really going to be looking at how the Seattle Kraken and other teams performed last year. So this is, of course, NHL.com. I'll make this big for you. If you're watching on, if you're not watching, excuse me, on YouTube, don't worry. I will walk you through this. So what I have here is the... Um, and let me just accept all cookies. Um, what I have here is the um, Western Conference. Let's start with the Western Conference. And this is how the teams finished the regular season. We have, of course, in the Central Division, Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota. We saw two out of those three teams in the playoffs. Those three teams went through outright in the Pacific Division. It was Vegas, Edmonton, and Las Vegas. Or excuse me. It was Vegas, Edmonton, and Los Angeles. And then the wild card was us and the Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets had 95 points. The Seattle Kraken, 100 points. Just to close the gap here, uh, we had 103 points for Minnesota, 104 points for Los Angeles. We had 108 points for Dallas, a team that we saw in the second round, and 109 points for both Edmonton and for Colorado, who, again, we also saw in the playoffs. We saw them in the first round and took out the reigning champions. So the buying or selling today, question of the day, are you buying or are you selling that the Seattle Kraken will have more than 100 points in 2023-2024? Think about it. We finished with 100 points, a 6-10 win percentage, um, our home record 2017 and 4. 
away record 26, 11, and four. Um, so what are your thoughts? That's the buying or selling. Are you buying it? That means you agree, yes, the Seattle Kraken can finish over 100 points. Are you selling and you're like, nope, not wasting any money on that take. The Seattle Kraken will not finish above 100 points. That does mean they can finish at 100 or lower than that. I'm buying this. I'm buying that the Seattle Kraken are going to reach beyond 100 points in this season. And here's the thing. If we want to at least match what we did last year, according to what we're seeing here in the Western Conference, we're going to have to, right? We're going to have to do that. And I think we need to. So here's what I'm thinking. Um, you know, laid out the points as they pertain to last year and the standings. But now let's look at the year prior and what it takes to get to the playoffs, at least in the last few seasons. We know that Colorado won the whole thing. They had 119 points in and winning outright the Central Division. Minnesota also there in the mix, just like they were last year, 113 points. St. Louis Blues had 109 points. In the Pacific Division, Calgary with 111, uh, Edmonton with 104, and L.A. sneaking by with 99 points. And as for the wild card, you had Nashville and Dallas at 99 and, or 98 and 97 points. So just looking on... Oops, sorry about that. Just looking at the past two seasons alone, yeah, the Seattle Kraken have to get 100 points. That's kind of like on the lower end of passable. And as you saw, we slipped into a wild card. So I do buy it. I'm buying that we're going to we're going to get more than 100 points. Now here's the over under. Over under the Seattle Kraken get 104 points in 2023-24. What say you? I'm going over. I think absolutely we can pick up another four points. I think absolutely we can pick up another four points. And again, I think we kind of have to, we have to trend that way. So I'm buying that we are a hundred points, what that we're better than a hundred points. I'm buying that we're better than 100 points, and I'm taking the over on that we will we will reach 104 points. So I think we're going to get more than that, not less or equal. Let me know. That's the question of the day. Are you buying or selling that we're a 100-point-plus team next year? And what do you take on the over-under that the Seattle Kraken get 104 points next year? season. That's going to be our show, folks. I hope you enjoyed. As always, I love chatting with you. Well, kind of. Um, But if you want to make this more of a conversation, make sure you subscribe. You hit the notification bell. That way you'll know when there's an upload on YouTube. You'll also get a notification on your favorite listening platform when the show goes live, but also comment. Again, the top of this show started because someone who listens to the show, likes the show, reached out and said, hey, Erica, I want to know your thoughts on Captain. Now, I gave you some of my thoughts, but again, this is going to be an ongoing um, an ongoing conversation. And I've teased before that I really want 
to look into maybe a few players that I perhaps have overlooked that maybe they fit into this criteria and a few other criteria. I give you two criteria. Have they won a Stanley cup? Do they have a ring? And do they have a letter already? And I think there are some players on both of those lists, some that are on both, um, some that are on one versus the other, that, yeah, maybe we should be considering them for captain. I still think Eberly, Schwartz, Gord are probably my top three. And and any given day, I switch those out. But for me, it's Ebbs, number one. Today, though, I said Schwartzy, and I don't know, he might be neck and neck with uh, Eberly for me. And then I completely understand the Yanni Gord um, for captain. So we'll have to see. But you know how it goes. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to each other. Some people are celebrating Labor Day. Um, grateful for the time that you were able to spend with family or just decompressing. And I really hope you do take time, even if it's not the whole day. But like I said, be kind to yourself. Be kind to each other. We're going to get fired up for the Coachella Valley team. And of course, we hold fast. We stay true. And we always say loud and proud, let's go Kraken. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Bow. Oh man. I love wearing this thing. I'm not even going to lie. It makes me feel good. That's my self-care for the day. All right, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>